Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you, the listener, to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off your entire order. It's that easy. We are excited to be able to promote such a great company and happy that our listeners get to benefit from it as well. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about Tech 9 and his coronavirus concert in the Ozarks, the Smash Mouth concert at Sturgis that was attended by thousands of bikers, and we break down Loudwire's list of the 20 best-selling hard rock and metal albums. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us cover about music, sports, or pop culture, Email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to yet another edition of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Brocado. My good friend Patrick Blair, citywide, finally going local as far as the beer goes. Citywide pills. Are you a Forehands fan in general, or is it just certain types of beer? Uh, you know what? I like this one because it's a Pilsner. I'm not too familiar with most of their beers. I know they make a lot of crazy, uh, IPAs and all that nonsense. I'm not, that's not my thing. I get it. I'm not, I, I can't do IPAs, man. I just can't. Tried, tried multiple ones and cause I have friends that are really into them and it's just not my thing. What, is there is there any craft beers that are your thing, or are you one of those people that walks into a brewery and says, "What's the closest you got to Bush?" No, no, no. So like styles or yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I like lagers and pilsners, and um, occasionally I can drink a stout if it's you know if it's a regular stout, not a fucking chocolate glazed donut oatmeal <laughs> stout or something like that. Um, get that shit out of my face. I basically, what I want it to do is I want it to drink like a stew, but I want it to taste like a beer. I don't want it to taste like a candy. I don't want it to taste like a cake or a dessert. I want it to taste like a beer, but still be thick. That's how your stout should be. It shouldn't be sweet. Um, I, I don't I don't know why, but for some reason, to me, there's a big difference between thick and drink like a stew. Like, it almost made me vomit when you said I wanted to drink, like a, to drink like a stew. That sounds oh, so yeah, disgusting when you're talking about <laughs> beer. <laughs> that's the best. That's disgusting. Uh, ah, you'll be fine. But I do like a thick uh, stout. I'll give you that. Now I'm trying to think of, like, other beer types. Stout, and what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, that's darker. The fuck am I? Um, I don't know. This is sad too because I used to be a bartender. With like, <laughs> that I is sad. At, I worked at a place that had tons of crap beers. Um, stop! Oh, porters, porters. Were, were um, you were you a bartender before like the craft beer craze hit really hard? I was at the very beginning of it. Okay. Especially in our city, it had already hit. It had already hit in other cities. 
like Kansas City and uh, I'm just trying to think of cities that I had been to where it was a thing. Kansas City, Louisville, um, Cleveland, places like that. Colorado, uh, places in Colorado. Um, but yeah, um, right at the beginning. But actually, there was a there was a local brewery that is no longer in existence. It was called uh, Six Row. They had a porter that was so goddamn good. Um, and that's what actually got me into porters. But again, it was just a regular porter. It wasn't a vanilla. It wasn't a chocolate. It wasn't a, you know. Um, I really miss that place too, man. They had good beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, dude, it's rotten hops and barley. I just want it to be that. <laughs> I don't want all of these infused whatever's in it. So I'm drinking the citywide Pilsner. You know, it's it's good. It's just a it's a regular. I call it a regular beer. You know, um, IPAs are just too hoppy. They are an acquired taste for sure. But They've it done kind too of, much to the beer. But how, how do you, how do you drink your coffee? Do you drink your coffee uh, black? black? Do you drink it black? Yeah, but sometimes I like to throw some uh, some unsweetened almond milk in there. And some stevia. Okay. I like to party. <laughs> but no, I, the reason why I asked that is because I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you shy away from IPAs pretty much completely because just because of the, it, it's got that bitter taste. And if you like black coffee, you like that bitter taste. I don't consider, I don't consider the two to be the same at all. Okay. No, I'm not saying they're exactly the same. I'm just saying no, that, I, I got uh, the bitter taste itself because it, I would think your that's what your palate is designed for. Yeah, to me, black coffee compared to an IPA tastes like fucking melted chocolate with salted caramel and fucking pretzels in your mouth compared to IPAs. It's just it's like <laughs> it's to me it's so much different. I have no idea. Like, um, I have no idea. I mean, I've had coffees that I don't like because they're too bitter. I don't like I like dark roast coffee. And it depends on the coffee too. See what we're talking about. If I say I like my coffee black, uh, if it's a dark roast, a medium to dark roast, I like a black. If it's a lighter roast, I'm throwing something in it to change the flavor a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going local today until I get my next one, and then it'll be back to Hawaii. I get it. I'm just glad to see local because you were saying, well, like, let me ask you this. Go ahead. What kind of beer do you think they were drinking in the Ozarks this weekend? All a of lot it. Of Bud Light? All of it. All of it. But, but I would mostly, imagine Bud Light, right? I'm, I'm going to say there was a lot of Bud Light and Michelob Ultra floating around. Ooh, Mick Ultra. Um, why would you say that? Because, as usual, they give zero fucks in the, in the Ozarks, Ozarks about anything. I I, I would say it's, I, I think those people don't even know that there's a virus out there. Like I don't I don't think they think they know that there's a pandemic. Well, I would say that it's a certain type of white people that give no fucks. Is that fair to say? Okay. What like what category do you place them in? Mm. Well, is truck nuts a category? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this is that Tech Nine of all artists played a sold out coronavirus concert in the Ozarks. Over a thousand people attended. You a Tech Nine fan? Yeah. I actually like them a little bit too. No, um, I'm not I'm not hardcore, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a hardcore either, but the thing that the reason that I, I bring this up is it's um it came across my Twitter feed and it was a, a music website called Consequence of Sound that posted it, but the, the the headline, the little the little blurb that you post on your Twitter really annoyed me. And it said something, and I, I don't, I don't want to go back. Well, actually, let me just go to their Twitter real quick. But it annoyed me because they were talking shit about Tech Nine, and I felt it was a little bit unnecessary. Now, he has the option of saying, "No, I don't want to do a concert right now. It's dangerous." But he also has the option of going, "Is it going to be COVID safe?" Oh, it is. Well, then I'll be there, and then it's on everyone else to make sure it is. It's not on him. It's not on him. He, he's not the attorney general. He's not the you know he's not he's not a park ranger. He's he he's not the promoter of that show. It's not up to him. We don't know what he was told when he booked that show. We don't know. And believe me, as someone who has worked with promoters before, they say a lot of things that they do not mean, or they say a lot of things that they do not follow through on. So, look, if he got offered a handsome sum of money to go do it, are you going to turn around and leave? If you're him, there's a lot to this. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't think there was. Now I'm curious. No, I mean, they're just there. There's a lot in the fact that if there's going to be blame put on anybody, who do you put the blame on? Because it, I don't it, put it, it on it that go, night. But it goes back to the people chose to be there. But people aren't, yeah. but people aren't letting that be an excuse for anything now. I decided to go into Walmart. I chose to be there. But right. if I get somebody sick, who are they going to blame? You know, it, it it just it's it's all over the place right now. I don't know that I necessarily blame Tech Nine, but if out of a thousand people, four hundred people end up with Corona, who's the blame going to be put on? In your opinion, who's the blame going to be put on? Is it going to be put I on Tech Nine? I certainly don't put the blame on Tech Nine. No, I put the blame on the promoters. One hundred percent. Okay, because it's their job to keep people safe. Okay, so you, as a musician, have a promoter come up to you tomorrow and say that they want you to do a show in the Ozarks. Okay. Forget the amount of money; doesn't matter at this point. I mean, I guess it kind of does, but I'm going to say it doesn't. And they talk it up and down, saying that they are. Whoa, promoting a covid a covid did you just say the money doesn't matter i'm trying to put, i'm trying to make a situation where the money doesn't matter oh, good. this is gonna be tough okay all right i'm sorry <laughs> i just wanted to make sure you said that go ahead go ahead i apologize okay so like i said promoter comes up to you says i want you to do this show in the ozarks we are going to make it as covid safe as we can possibly do do you take them up on the offer? Does it bother you? 
coming from okay. a guy who literally for three, four months barely left his house. Okay. So my first question would be this. Is it going to be safe for the people attending? That's my first question. My next question is going to be, is it going to be safe for me and my crew? Okay. The third question would be, how are you making it safe for said people? And if they don't come back with legitimate answers or legitimate, um, a legitimate how-to guide as to how they're going to make it safe, then I'm probably saying no, right? Because now there's there's two people you need to ask. You need to ask me 10 to 12 years ago and then <laughs> me now. So me now is asking all of those questions and then me now goes – makes an assessment and goes, all right, it doesn't seem worth it because I'm going to go there and I could possibly get it and then bring it back and give it to my family. Now me 12 years ago goes, when do I need to leave? Cause I'll be there. <laughs> um, which is irresponsible and selfish. So, but, do, so, so if, if we don't know for sure, but if you had to guess, would you say that tech nine or his management did those things? Would you guess that his management said, I want a how-to guide on what you're going to do? And then when they got down there, obviously, that was not done. Right. So do you think that they got... Okay, so here, here's the other question. If you are promised these are the things that are going to be done to make this COVID safe, and you get there and you realize that those things are not put into place, and you just have a thousand people in front of a stage all over the top of each other... Do you leave or do you stay? Then is it on you? Because you have the choice to leave. Kinda. I'll say this. Kinda. <laughs> if I'm guessing that they ask that, I'm going to say yes. Um, just to guess. If I got there and I realized that it wasn't safe, would I leave? Probably not. Okay. So as far as media goes, how would that look? Do you think say tech nine shows up, realizes that it's not, it's not safe. It's not good. And he turns around and leaves. Do you think the media looks bad upon him or do you think no. he, or do you think he is put in the light in a good way because he left? I think for most left-leaning progressive media outlets i think he looks like a hero <laughs> and then for some he probably would get called a little bitch now let me tell you why i said no i wouldn't turn around and leave he had something that he could have done now we weren't there i haven't seen any footage but i'm imagining he did not do this because of the pictures i've seen but i've seen but he had an option he had something he could have done and that's why i said no to your question of would you turn around and leave he as the voice of the evening could have jumped up on that stage and said, Hey guys, I don't think we're doing this the right way. We were supposed to come here and be safe and we're not right. Okay. And then he could have, he could have approached it that way and he could have received a ton of booze, which he probably likely would have. I mean, if everyone was drinking Michelob Ultra, they have been <laughs> drinking since 8am show probably started at 8pm. So I'm sure everyone was feeling good, but not only, would 
there would have been a small portion of that crowd that would have been like, man, what an honest, responsible dude. And then all of those media outlets would have would have gravitated toward that story. Now, look, in a per- I know that Tech Nine's probably never going to do that. I don't know the dude, but he played a show in the Ozarks. Right there, I, I, I'm saying all bets are off in general, right? And I know that he has a, a we'll call it a um, large portion of his fan base is I'll call them white blue collar. That fair. So I can understand why he would get booked there and why people would be excited to see him there. Um, but he had he had he had the option of getting up on that stage and going, "Hey guys, this isn't safe." I thought we were trying to be safe. What can we do right now to change this? I'm not going to play until we try to make this safe. Now, how do you do that with a thousand people in attendance? I don't know, but maybe that makes a statement to the fucking promoters and the 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 venue crew or the crew that put together this concert that says, "Hey, your artist took it seriously. Why didn't you?" Yeah, but I I, I, I feel like there's still got to be a part of him that says, "I don't care." Because it's not like this is the first story to come out of the Ozarks. And, I feel like and, anyone that plays I, a show in the Ozarks says, I don't care a lot. Right, but that's my point, is that you can't... I, yeah, I, I just can't imagine that he went down there thinking that it's a possibility I'm going to walk out of here, or it's a possibility that this might not be safe. There had to have been a lot of I don't care involved because, like I said, this is not the first story to come out of the Ozarks in the last few months about no. people not caring about this whole pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and my, 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 I don't know. My, it's, my, hard, my, it's hard to get inside the artist's head, you know? Yeah, my point is, is I think he... You have to think that he knew he was going to be in the media. Like, he that this was going to surround him. But he kind of had to choose how he wanted this to surround him. And he went the route of, I don't care. I'm going to play because these people are here. I mean, he may have gone that route, but again, the promoters could have told him something completely different than what he arrived to. In which case, at that point, if he leaves, I don't know. He had, he had a lot of power potentially in the palm of his hands there. Um, you know, it could have been one of those stories where he does show up and he does leave and calls out the the promotion company, whoever put on that show, and exposes them for, hey, we, I was told this was going to be safe. It wasn't safe. I care about everyone that was going to be in attendance, so I, I backed out. He had that option as well, but, we, you know, only he and – whatever fucking higher power you believe in know what really happened. So well, it's just weird. It's just uh, weird. Like to be in a pretty big name artist and know that everybody else is canceling tours, canceling shows and all this yeah. other stuff, but he's going to, you know, go down to a place where there's already been a lot of criticism about different things that have happened in that area. And he's still going to do it. So all I can say is I hope it was a pretty penny that he made. Um, I, I would imagine that he got paid pretty well, especially if it was a, you know, a show that had a thousand people. 
I would imagine that he did okay. Um, let me see if I can see a van. Played a packed show at the Regalia Hotel. So it was at a hotel. It was outdoors. I don't know. Last week, DJ Borges played a similarly packed concert in the Ozarks. Who is that? I've never heard that name in my life. Okay. Well, the the, the so the whole reason I brought this up was the so the consequence of sound, um, which is a music website that I I pay attention to. They do at times do things that bothers me, and this was one of those times. But on their Twitter page, the, the the little tagline there was, imagine risking your life to see Tech 9 sort of as a way of shitting on Tech 9 You know, I just thought, man, I could I, I could just, I could do without the, the pompous, the, the, the pompous attitude toward, towards the artist. It's just the, I've just, I, I just don't like that. I've never liked it. And then they, you know, they came back and did it again later in the day, which I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, Cause I think we have some friends there, um, which we'll get into that. But just that, that pompous way of describing a band and their situation. I've just never been into that. Um, you just seem very, you know, like you raising your nose up at tech nine. Like he has a certain group of fans. He couldn't quite possibly be the kind of artist that, garners positive attention from your your publication so we're just gonna make fun of them we're gonna poke fun at them and i get it that's fine people do that but it just it it rubs me the wrong way um and that's there seems I, I, to be I, more and more of that lately i feel like you have, i feel like you have an emotional attachment to this because you've been a victim of this before what do you mean I don't know. I just feel the way you're talking. It feels like you've been a victim of this from a publication talking about a band that you've been in or something like that. Am I correct? Um, maybe. Really? That's it. Just maybe. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm giving you. All right. Well, I'm going to take well, that. As, I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> Let me just say this. <laughs> So, as someone who once upon a time worked and wrote for a music publication, um, one of the, and I'm not going to say who it is because I'm going to tell you why I left. And it's not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to shit on them. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. And it's not, it's not negative. This is, this is, this is a completely normal thing. But so I got hired to be a breaking news writer. Okay. So with that said, I didn't have a choice as to what I wrote about. I just got basically every day sent X amount of stories that I needed to cover and I had a deadline. I had to get them done. Right now, everything was aligned for me. The source material, the title, the headline, the tag, all of that stuff. I could not make up any of that on my own. So like this. Imagine risking your life to see Tech Nine. I would have never written that because I didn't have the option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, in the article, I could have sort of crowbarred in a little bit of my own opinion if I wanted to, if I was writing about a specific artist. Um, 
but I typically didn't. I just wrote the news. What what is the subject? What's the story? Here's what it is. That's what I did. Um, there were very few times that I can recall that I did that. I know one of the times that I did do it, sort of again, sort of in a passive aggressive way, worked in my opinion was when an artist got an artist got accused of um, cultural appropriation, and I had to cover the story. So. I had about two to three lines in there that were sort of me giving you my opinion. The rest of it was, here's the story. You know what I mean? I didn't, you know, they weren't editorials. It wasn't my opinion. It was, you know, everything was fact-based, you know, um, everything like that. So, um, and I think part of the reason why I stopped doing it was because that got exhausting because all of it was laid out for me. I never had the freedom to really do what I wanted to do, write about what I wanted to write about. The stories were predetermined for me, you know, and sometimes I got I got gifted cool stuff and even bands that I enjoy and follow and would consider myself a fan of. But other times it was like, God, God, I don't write about like, you know, I would just go, oh, this is going to be a long Tuesday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just go, God. Right. Um, So that's that's ultimately the reason why I stopped doing it. Um, So I know how these websites work. So whoever wrote this article, I know that they very light, you know, consequence of sound is not Rolling Stones, right? Or it's not Rolling Stone, singular. Um, I would imagine that they've, they kind of work under the same format. Now, maybe there is some leniency and some sort of free will for their writers to do what they do, but it's not likely. If you read the article about Tech 9 it's not long. It's very to the point. It's very succinct. It doesn't have much of anything really right they talk about how many people were there where was it at and then they talk about other situations where this happened so the dj borges that i just mentioned they mentioned chain smokers and that's really it so i would imagine that the writer of this story was given the material and they cranked it out so they could get it out and, and that's the thing too with these stories you have to get them out around the same time as the other major publications right so when i say i'm under a deadline that's why you know you don't want to put out a story about Tech Nine playing the Ozarks tomorrow. That's not getting any clicks, period. Um, so it's just kind of funny to me. I would imagine that one person controls their Twitter, and then the writer of that article does not. So the writer of the article did an article, and then the person who controls their Twitter had a little snide remark about Tech Nine. It's just sort of it's annoying. Let the writer of that article tweet what they want to tweet about that article. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not typically the way it works with those smaller publications. But um, I don't know. It, it just it bugs me. I just I think it's irresponsible to just have this pomposity when it comes to writing about music. Um, well, I, like I, I, told I, you what, I, I, I guess the problem is, and I think you've talked about this before in in writing which, I mean, you're talking about a little bit now, but, you know, you're not getting... If they give you the freedom to give your opinion in an article, what your opinion is now reflecting who you work for, who the publication yep. is. You know, so, I mean, then if, if, if you do have the option of giving your opinions, then you've, you've got to know what line to, that you, shouldn't, you don't want to cross to where you get in trouble with the publication or you get fired from where you're at because 
of your opinion. So your opinion has to line up with the opinions of the publication itself. Right? I would say for the most part, yes. Yeah. Um, I really, and again, I think it, it, it it's a case by case basis. Um, me personally, there were writers that were working for them that, you know, they would say some, some, they would have those little, you know, backhanded sort of things that they would say about people. And I just go, ugh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to think of an example. I wrote about Coldplay once. I am not a Coldplay fan. I never have been. I never will be, you know? Um, so would that be more of a fact-based article yeah. that you would write? I mean, yeah, because... it was, it was, yeah, but I could have easily said something condescending about Coldplay because I'm not a fan. That's what, But what... What's the value behind that other than a few <laughs> and a few clicks, right. you know, I just didn't see any value in it. So I just wrote the story and call it a day. Um, but there were people who were, who, who were doing that. Um, and like I said, there were many times where something would come across and I just go, Oh, it would come across my email and I go, God, I don't want to write about, I, 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 I just don't care. I don't care enough to like, you know, um, passionately write about the topic. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the surface information. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's all you need, you know, and it's just to get the clicks, you know, and not fall behind the rest of the publications. Um, but that's part of the reason why too, like I, at once upon a time wanted to be a journalist, but social media has completely changed everything about it. Um, well, I, th I think oh. aren't, I mean, wouldn't you agree that now more than ever, the head headlines are the most important thing. The most important thing. Because that's how you get clicks is people get interested in that. But it's funny to me and I'm sure you've seen, you know, people to do this too, but people who see the headline and don't even click on it, but now they've got it in their head from that headline and now they pass that opinion on. Yep. And it's like, you didn't even read what they were talking about. You just yep. read the headline. But that's the power of a headline, really. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's completely, yeah. And so that I'm just not into that. Um, I get it. I get why it, why it works. I think it's important. Um, you know, a company's not... A company's not going to hire anyone who has any sort of writing job at all if they're not good at SEO writing. Like if you don't have the ability to get clicks, then you're not gonna you're not gonna cut it. Um, so I get it. I mean, I know I I understand how it works. It's just not. Again, maybe I'm I'm getting older and just don't care. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was the whole reason. The whole thing about that story was. What annoyed me about it was that 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 headline, that clickbait on Twitter, you know. Right. Um, but you know, they got to do what they got to do. But while we're on the subject, I just found this out while scrolling through on their Twitter. So I did send you a story too that um, 
Well, let, let, <laughs> let me just say this. So on the same night, so let me let's go back to what was the story I sent you about? What was the other story I sent you about the uh, the bike rally? Explain this if you if you know about it. The Do you bike, know anything about it? The, the bike uh, the bike rally the in 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 Sturgis. I don't know anything about it. All I know is what the what you sent me. Okay. Let me look it up. I figured you knew about the bike rally for some reason. Because you live in the woods. Hang on. What does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. You probably have a motorcycle, right? I do not. Oh. And I'm not I'm sure if I it. should take that as a compliment or an insult. I'm... It's not an insult, man. The bikers I know will kick the shit out of me. That's so. true. That's true. Uh, um... <laughs> We know a few of the same ones. So, um, damn it. Where'd it go? Hang on. Sorry. Ultimately this. So there was the, where did it go? I'm sorry. I had it and then I didn't. Here it is. Thousands of bikers turned out to watch Smash Mouth play a concert in the middle of a pandemic by the same website, Consequence of Sound. I want to know how this happened. Or is this a promoter from Sturgis putting this on? The all-star, in quotes, rockers headline the Sturgis Buffalo Chip on Sunday night. So I'll just read you the first few. Wow. We're all going to die as the number of positive coronavirus cases in the United States surpasses 5 million. An estimated 250,000 motorcycle enthusiasts are turning out for this year's Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. As part of the festivities, the Sturgis Buffalo Chip is staging a 10-day, 10 days, 10-day festival featuring motorcycle shows, tattoos, ding, 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 roller derby, midget bowling. <laughs> I don't think you can uh, use what? that word, sir. And nightly musical, uh, they did. I'm reading, everyone that's listening, I'm reading. And nightly <laughs> musical performances from the likes of Smash Mouth, Trapped, Buck Sherry, Drowning Pool. Whoa. Night Ranger, Reverend Horton Heat, Lit, 38 Special, Quiet Riot, and Big Skillet. Who is Big Skillet? I don't know. Is that like... Did Skillet change their are name? Are they related to Skillet, the Christian <laughs> man? I don't know. Um, going into the event, Buffalo Chip organizers encouraged its attendees to follow CEC guidelines as it pertained to the pandemic. They promised that hand sanitizer would be readily available throughout the park and that guests would be required to have a mask with them upon entering the amphitheater. However, excuse me, by the time Sunday night rolled around, thousands of leather-clad bikers disregarded any semblance of social distancing for a chance to be front and center for Smash Mouth. Not only that, but those required face coverings. They were nowhere to be seen. For his part, Smash Mouth frontman Steve Harwell seemed to revel in the size of the crowd, remarking at one point, we're all here together tonight. Fuck that COVID shit. Well, there you go. There you have it. Smash Mouth doesn't give a fuck either. I, I don't think that's exactly what he meant when he said that. Like, I don't think he meant that we shouldn't be wearing masks. I think he just meant fuck it in general. Well, I believe... If I'm quoting his lyrics correctly, he ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. So, just saying. I can't. I can't give you that. <laughs> that was that was low hanging fruit, and you took advantage of it. 
Bam! <laughs> um, somewhat hilariously, Trap also played the Buffalo Chip on Sunday, but their turnout was much smaller. I thought they were the biggest band on earth, Colt. What happened? I don't know. I'm not sure. Your your best friend uh-huh. seems to think that they're the biggest band on earth. Uh-huh. Give me give me that list of the other bands again. So Buck Cherry was Even on that. COVID, this is a part of the article, though. Even COVID-denying bikers want nothing to do with Trapped. That it says that in there? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so okay so give me give me your opinion so in that list of bands that you just gave me that played you you probably get you probably what listed what six or seven bands i'll give them to you again smash mouth trapped buck cherry drowning pool night ranger (laughs) reverend horton heat lit 38 special quiet riot and big skill now of the bands that i just named Who's your favorite? Um. So you got Smash Mouth. Yeah. Trapped, we know, is one of your favorites. Buck Cherry, Drowning Pool, Night Ranger, Reverend Horton Heat, Lit, 38 Special, Quiet Riot, and Big Skillet, even though we don't know who that is. I don't know. Probably out of all of those, maybe Lit. Lit's up there for me, too. I'm going to have to go quiet riot though. You think? So what, what yeah. the, the question I had was out of that list, give me your top 3 that you think would be the biggest turnout at Sturgis. Of the ones I mentioned? Yeah. Oh, Buck Cherry for sure. You think? I would say Buck Cherry. I was thinking 38 38 special. 38 special was going to be the next one I said. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean 10 days like there has to be more bands than that. Or is it just like one band? Um, oh, no, wow. I, bet, I bet Quiet Riot was pretty big, too. Eh, these guys are really old. Well, that's my point. A lot of Sturgis is going to be a lot of older bikers, don't you think? So there's a picture of Trapped playing, and it is middle of the day and not for a lot of people. It sucks, man. Because there's some good dudes in that band. Um, I, I think we've discussed it already. I've we only have. met one. And he was a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, the rest of them I have not met. Um, man, it does suck because their singer is just railroading the band. Because the so the picture is from someone's tweet. They took a picture and tweeted it, and then their 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 tweet was. Trap still sucks after all these years. I mean, what did you think they were going to fucking... What do you mean after all these years? What, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> Why even post it? Um, I don't know, man. So, Smash Mouth doesn't give a fuck. I bet, you know what, though? I could see Smash Mouth being a major hit there, too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying I could, I would, I guess I might put them at the top of the, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Lit, lit, lit. Smash Mouth have another song besides 
that one I just quoted. Somebody once told me the world. So that's all. Do they have that's, another song. That's all star. Yeah, like that's the biggest one, right? That's the biggest one. That's the one that put them on the map. But they have like "I'm a Believer" and "Walking on the Sun." Why do you know two other songs by Smash Mouth? I I don't. You know. You just you were like rapid fire with that shit too. I'm sorry. Right, so now I don't I don't know I what those are. So now I have to know what they are. Hang on. I can tell you what soundtrack they're from. If that makes you feel any better. It's going to well, make I you look at me even worse. Twitter. I just got to their Twitter, so it looks like I'm a Believer is from Shrek. Yes, sir. And you said Walking on the... I know Walking on the Sun. What what soundtrack is that from? Uh, Is that not... Well, maybe that's not on... Maybe just I'm a Believer's on Shrek then. Because Shrek was what I was thinking of. Hold on a second. They covered Why Can't We Be Friends? I mean, I could see it. I didn't know that. Did I know that? Hold on. I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of feeling that. <laughs> I might be a Smash Mouth fan. <laughs> and someone in the video is wearing a shirt just like I am right now. We're taking too long. Oh, I don't feel it anymore. All right, so <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, All Star is their biggest song. So look, I don't want to. I don't want to. Again, I don't want to speak poorly about bikers, but I would imagine that a large population and I'm not going to say anything negative here. I was going to put an adge I was going to throw an adjective in front of this, but I'm just going to say a large population of the bikers in Sturgis, South Dakota love the song All-Star. If I had to guess. Anyways, as Fair I said, I, I bet I bet 38 Special had the biggest crowd. What's their biggest song? I don't know. Why? Why would you guess that if you don't know their biggest song? But just can be, I be just, honest, just because of, because of the time period and this and the type of music. Okay. Well, I was gonna be. I was. I don't know their biggest song either. But now that I've typed it in, it's. I would say "Hold On Loosely" is their biggest song. Right? Okay. Okay. Is that their biggest song? Probably. I don't know if it's their biggest or not. Caught up in you has the most views on YouTube. Let's let's get a little bit of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know this was thirty eight special. This is a good song, man. Yeah, it is. Damn. And hold on loosely, everyone. Kind of the same song so far. Pretty close. This is a good song, too. I'm not going to lie. If I were there and this came on, I'd fucking rock out. Tell, tell me just the two songs that you've played so far would not be two songs you would expect to hear in a dark dive bar full of motorcycles. They had the biggest crowd. Absolutely. I, I yeah. Well, <laughs> you never know. We haven't heard Big Skillet yet. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what? Is it Big Skillet Band? It looks like they're a local band. For To South Dakota? 
I think so. Um, they covered Open Arms by Journey. Should we give it a listen? Oh, it's the live version? We gotta get to the chorus. Ooh, not feeling the harmonies, bro. They're doing a good job. That guy's also killing a song that's done by one of the greatest vocalists of all time. <laughs> you could be like, hey, man, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you cover a Journey song in your next show. I'd be like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen because I'll embarrass myself. So... Well, good so, for that band. Okay, so while we're um, talking about lists of bands, give another topic you wanted to go over was the I forgot again already the twenty the top twenty top twenty selling rock or metal bands of all time in the United States. So this is album sales in the United States, not worldwide. That's an important distinction to make. But does, I was really surprised. Does this include streams the, and stuff too, or just no, no, fuck no, bro. We're talking about physical sales. Okay. Don't. That's don't, why I was curious. That, that makes I, a big I, difference. Why, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Don't don't fucking oh, do this Jesus to me. Jesus Christ. Streams, get out of here. Didn't we settle this on the last podcast? Apparently not. Neither one of us listened to Takashi Six Nine, so we don't need to worry <laughs> about streaming. Um. So anyway, so this is there are only twenty hard rock or metal albums in the history of music that have sold 10 million or more copies. Now that seems like, wow, 20, that seems like, ah, oh, that's an okay number. But if you think about it, that's not a lot. Not really. You know, 10 million albums. It's, that's a prestigious group to be a part of because that's, you know, diamond certification. And this all comes from the, uh, the RIAA. So these are the people that track album sales. Excuse me. So, if you think about it though, 20, 20, and when I think about it, if I think about all of the, you know, bands of my lifetime that have been popular and are still popular today, 20 is not a lot. So when we go through this list, think about when I'm going through it and I'll go through it rapid fire here, hopefully, but think about the bands that you're not hearing on this list and you're going to go, Jesus, I would have swore they'd be one of the greatest, they'd have one of the greatest selling albums, right? So, all right, here we go. And I believe they did this in no particular order. I think it was just uh, 10 million and then up, right? Okay. So starting at 10 million album sales, Van Halen with their record Van Halen from 1978 sold 10 million copies. Um, Van Halen from 1984, 10 million copies. Here's a, here's a surprising one. And after I think about it, it makes sense, but I never would have, if you would have, you'd be like, I'll give you, give you 50 guesses to guess the top 20. I probably wouldn't have guessed this record because it completely slipped my mind. So Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness from 1995 sold 10 million copies. Really? You would not, you would not, I, I admittedly I would not, would have not, thought of it. I wouldn't have, but it surprises me that you wouldn't have. 
I mean, I did name a band after one of their fucking that's, lyrics. That's yeah, so I probably should have thought my... <laughs> Um, uh, Nirvana, never mind. 10 million copies. I can see that. You ready for this one? Nickelback, All the Right Reasons, from 2005. 10 million copies. Their fifth album sold 10 million copies. Do you know the most popular song from that, uh, yes, that I, album? Yes, I do. What is it? Rockstar. There's a special place in hell for you, sir. All right. Um, <laughs> Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, 10 million copies. Hell yeah. Green Day, Dookie. Oh, hey, while, while we're th- I'm talking about that, I thought about this the other day. I was... Uh, I don't remember what I was doing, but I had my headphones in and I was just shuffling through my phone and yeah. a song came on from Linkin Park that it pissed me off because we had talked about what we thought our favorite Linkin Park song was. Like you said, Blackout was yours. Yeah. A Place for My Head is mine from Hybrid Theory. From Hybrid Theory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Number track nine. I don't remember. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I just know it pissed sure me off when it, when it came on and I started listening to it. I was like, this really pisses me off that I didn't, that that didn't pop in my head it's whenever great. we were talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, it's a great good. song. No, that's a good song. Um, for sure. Uh, Green Day Dookie, 10 million copies. I'll just say this now. The only punk band with a diamond album in the United States. Um, Def Leppard, Pyromania, 1980. I can't believe that record came out in 1983. 10 million copies. Uh, all right, here we go. Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, 1973. 11 million copies. So let me just read this little tidbit. It is estimated that the Led Zeppelin catalog on the whole has sold between 200 and 300 million copies worldwide. And Houses of the Holy accounts for 11 million of those. It's fucking insane. So here's one, another one that surprised me. I knew it sold a lot, but I did not realize that it crossed over diamond status. And maybe I did know that, but I forgot. But Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause, 11 million copies. Wow. Still to this day, I don't know if I said it before when you asked me my favorite live shows. Still one of my favorite live shows I've ever been to. It's really? Kid Rock. Really? And this was way later. I saw him at a festival, um, fucking like 2000. 14 or 15 maybe i had so much fun it was so much fun so this so i guess he was well into country at that point too right um i don't know he didn't play any country oh he didn't oh no god no no um so the next one another band that many people like nickelback hate creed the album human clay from 1999 has it really 11 million copies i would not have guessed that What's the biggest song from that record, if you could guess? Higher. It is not. It is. Put arms wide open. Arms wide open. Well, okay, so higher uh, higher was number two then. Can you take me? All right, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin 2 from 1969. 12 million sold. Obviously, we're going to get a lot of Led Zeppelin on this list because they've sold 300 million albums or whatever. Um, next one, Def Leppard, Hysteria from 1987, 12 million sold. Do you, okay, let me, before you keep going on though, let, do you think that, um, time has anything to do with this? Like, do you think Definitely. that there are other bands out there that one of their albums will hit this at some point? But I mean, we're talking about from yeah. the seventies, you know, 40 years ago. No, yeah, absolutely. 
No, I think some bands will eventually hit it. It's going to, you know what, though? In a streaming world, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I mean, do you consider if you buy an album, like, on your phone that you stream, is that, do you still consider that as an album, like, the sale of an album? Well, if you bought it, it's the sale of an album. If you stream it, it's not. There's a difference. Right. So, yeah, I mean, digital sales still count to the sales of the record, but I don't know, man. It's probably going to be tough, to be honest, for, for you know, for artists now to cross over that threshold. It's going to... I feel like they're going to have to change things up. They're going to have to do, like, a like the different tiers, like, to get to Diamond on streams now versus actual like album sales and stuff. I think what's going to have to happen is it's going to have to be a band that's close. Right. And then there's going to have to be like a resurgence, like CDs for whatever reason, become a trend again. They come back like people buy CDs again. And then someone just, you know, a band gets a song in a commercial like rat did. And they end up in the billboard top 100 and people just start buying the CD out of like nostalgia. Maybe that, but who knows? Um, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, excuse me, Slippery When Wet, 1986, 12 million. Um, this one's not surprising. However, I did not know it sold so many. Uh, Pearl Jam, 10 from 1991, 13 million copies. One of the best records ever made. It's in my top five for sure. Was that, a, was, that a de- uh, was that a debut album? Yes. It was, okay. Because I remember yes. you saying that they had one of the best be- debut records of all time. Right. Period. Period. Um, Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti, 1975, has sold 16 million copies. This is their sixth sixth full-length record. To be honest with you, this is embarrassing. I don't know if I know a song from that record. So now I have to know. I'm going to look it up real quick. Give, Give me the name of the record again. Physical Graffiti. Yeah, I don't know. They have so many records where it's like Led Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, 4, and then all this shit. Um, wow. As I'm looking at it, Houses of the Holy, that makes... Okay, I know that song. Cashmere's on it. Okay. There, there's Trampled one, Underfoot is on it. Okay. There's, all right, never there's, mind. there's one band, and I know you said at the beginning that there's probably going to be bands where you're going to be like, I can't believe that they didn't hit it, but there's one band like that comes to mind right now that I can't believe... Hasn't now. I know you still got some to go, but I'll tell you who who I'm thinking at the end. Who are you thinking? I'll tell you who I'm thinking at the end. Okay. I want to see if you name them. Okay. I think I know who you're thinking of. Okay. So what was the last one? Physical Graffiti was the last one. Metallica, the Black Album. 16 million copies. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, 18 million copies. This one, this band actually, I recently, actually it was like last week, I went back and I listened to a bunch of their older songs, like less well-known songs. They're a really good fucking band. Um, They're certainly not underrated. Maybe in my own head they were, but ACDC, Back in Black, 1980, 25 million copies. Is that the biggest number on the list? Nope. 
Yes, yes, it is number one. Wow. But Led Zeppelin four sold <laughs> twenty three million copies because of Stairway to Heaven. Gotcha. And that is the twenty albums that have gone. Whatever I said. <laughs> uh, Diamond. So let me ask you this. So what was the band you were thinking of? Motley Crue. Oh, okay. Well, if you think about it, think about some of the bands that aren't on there. So Motley Crue is a good one, right? Aerosmith's not on there. Oh, that's insane, actually. Pink Floyd's not on there. Out of the 400 albums that Aerosmith's put out, none of them have made it. <laughs> Why are you shitting on Aerosmith, bro? Dude, they, le um, they legit have like 25 albums. They have a lot. None of them are uh, 10 million or more. Crazy. Let's look up their album sales. But yeah, no Pink Floyd on that either. Yeah. Which is surprising, I think. One. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that, I guess that's, I'm trying to think of just like, Molly Crew is a good. That, I mean, uh, that that's a pretty, if you think about, all the the all the bands that you named, which I know Zeppelin was on there a lot, but the the time that 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 album was big up till now, you know how many years it's been. It's a pretty incredible feat that Hybrid Theory, yeah, made it because what considering what, what when year, it came out, right? What was that like? Oh two, no. 2000. 2000, yeah. Well, think of how, dude, Nickelback, oh, that's, that record came that's out in true. 2005. That's true. Like, think about that. That's crazy. Uh, Aerosmith has sold 66.5 million albums in the United States. Uh, I can't find individual. Let me see. Uh, okay. So... Toys in the Attic is eight times platinum in the U.S. Rocks is four times platinum. Draw the line two times. All right, what's the what's the one that was real big? Pump was real big. Seven times platinum. Get a Grip was seven times platinum. Damn, dude. Yeah. Never crossed the, uh, still haven't crossed that 10 million mark. Well, what album was that fucking song from Armageddon on? That was on, uh, I think that was that the same one that had Jaded on it. Just, I, when did that movie come out? 2001, probably? I don't know. I know that the, I think the cover of the album has got like a robot looking thing on it and it's got a pink background. I owned the album. That's why I say this. All right. Well, let's, uh, Go ahead and shut this thing down because I have a showing on my house. So look at you. I know. First day on the market, and we already got a showing, and like 180 views on Zillow.com. So I'm excited. I, my real estate agent actually told me that he is going to be very surprised if we don't have a contract within the next two weeks because of how fast houses are selling right now. Do you feel you're going to make some money or just break even? No we if we can make what we've what we're trying to get out of it we're going to make some bank which is another reason that sold me on selling our house right now is because the market 
to, to it's a seller's market, but it's also a buyer's market as far as interest rates go. So you think you're going to make money? Absolutely. Okay. You answered that. Uh, it was a very odd way to answer my question. I'm sorry. I said, do you think you're going to make money or are you going to break even? And you said, no. And then when you I, said well, no, I, I, I meant, just stopped I meant, paying I, attention. I, and I didn't, rem- <laughs> I, I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> I meant no to the break even part. Okay. All right. Well, good. That's good. Anyways, so uh, next episode, I know we want to break down the UFC card for this weekend. What what UFC is that? 250 something? 52? 253? Something like that. Okay. Which you ought to have some good, uh, an emotional attachment to this fight this weekend because your boy Stipe. Yes. He's got his trilogy fight with Daniel Cormier. Yep. It's going to be... It's going to be hard for me to watch. I'm not going to lie. Well, I will not get to watch it. I will be on the river somewhere. You'll be where? On the river somewhere. I like how you said the river, like there's only one river. Uh-huh. There's only one. There's <laughs> only one river, just the <laughs> river. Well, have fun with that. Well, okay. How often when somebody tells you they're going to the river, do they just say the river? That's what normally I hear people say is, hey, we're going down to the river, not we're going to the current river or we're going to Black River. They say, I'm, we're going to the river. Well, that's the difference between you and I. You live in a rural part of the state and I live in an urbanized part of the state. So if we're actually going to a river, we damn well know which one it is because we've never been there before and we're preparing for the worst. So we tell, we tell people where we're going in case they need to locate us. Yeah. We've seen deliverance. We, we don't want that oh to happen to us. God. Wow. Um, no, I mean, I typically, I typically say what river, but it's because I don't do it that much either. This is like a regular thing for you. True. And, Floating. Uh, but the, other thing I want to break down too is, and I want to bring, I'm, I'm going to try to bring a video or not video, but an audio clip of uh, one of the interviews with the Marty Jannetty situation. Oh yeah. And him coming to talk about that. Yeah. Him coming out and saying that he like saying that he killed somebody when he was younger without actually saying it. He basically casually confessed to murder on Facebook. It, I don't, I don't like, is the guilt just hit him so hard that I don't know. now is the time where he's got to come out? Like what would all these years later, what would make him say that CTE? You think that's what it is? I think it has a lot to do with it. All right. Also, I mean, it would luckily, uh, I mean, he's from my childhood. And I think when we say that name, a lot of people don't even know who we're talking about. No, but if you um, attach Shawn Michaels to it, they will. Yeah, exactly. He uh, he sort of got left in the dust by his partner, his tag team partner, who then went on to become one of the biggest wrestlers of all time. And Marty Jannetty's, he was wrestling in fucking gas stations 10 years later. and now <laughs> Wrestling in gas stations? The, now he's confessing <laughs> the murders on Facebook. Holy shit. That's crazy. Well, yeah, we'll get into that the next time because it's it's a crazy. Well, he he's he seems to be a little bit out of his mind, but yeah, crazy story. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else? You ready to get out of here? I want to say happy thirtieth anniversary to Three Eleven. They've yeah. been a band for thirty years. 
which is just insane to think about. How long one of the hardest working. How one long of is Aerosmith been uh, together? Um, it's got to be close to that, right? I think it's more than 30 years, but. Okay. Well, but still, I, that's, I just, a, that's like, a hell of an achievement regardless. Yeah, well, I, I think it just, uh, well, if anything, it lets me know that I'm getting old because 311 got pretty goddamn huge when I was in high school. So, um, but just a, if they're like, a, you know, we've had this conversation many times, like if you're a younger band and you want to like, what's your guide to success, do whatever 311 does. That's going to be, I, I take back everything I've ever said, do what 311 does, period. Because they're one of the hardest working bands. Um, from all that I've read and heard and I've met two of the guys, nicest fucking dudes, down to earth dudes from fucking Nebraska. <laughs> Like, think about that. One of the biggest bands ever is from Nebraska. Um, do what they do. That's all I can say. I don't know. Um, okay, well, let, let's go out with you telling me what is your favorite 311 song. 311 song? Can you do that? Man. There's a lot. Uh, well, look, no. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. It's going to seem very cliche and generic because it's a, like one of their bigger. But the song Beautiful Disaster by far. And here's why. When I went to see them live, I uh, I was a I was pretty young at the time. Whenever they, whatever show it was, it was a f- oh, goddamn. It was an outdoor show, and I don't remember what festival it was. So anyway, I saw them, and I got there was a mosh pit, but it wasn't like a proper like beat the shit out of each other mosh pit. It was like a, a '90s grunge mosh pit. We all just sort of jump around and bump into each other. Well, I didn't know it was happening, and I got leveled, right? Had a, a busted lip because of it, but I got up and kept, like, rocking. I met a really hot chick that day and uh, had fun with that hot chick because of my busted lip. I guess nice. I looked tough, even though I wasn't tough at all. <laughs> I probably got leveled by her. That's probably the worst part of the story. She's probably the one that did it to me. Anyway. That's my story. That's why it's my favorite song. It happened during that song. Gotcha. So, okay. Anyway. Cool. Have a memory. Whatever. That's what it's all about, right? Memories. Mm-hmm. It's me, about me getting my ass kicked by girls and mosh pits. I like that. Yeah. That's a good we can way. end on that. That's a good that's way great. to end. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're out. <laughs>